What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yeah. How's the week been, man? Post-presidential election, huh? there's yeah. no more, don't, don't have that buzz in the air anymore. Yeah, that's why. Not anytime you open up Reddit or Straits Times or Mothership, you see some new like jaw-dropping news. Huh? Yeah, some new scandal. So it's back to slow weeks. <laughs> slow weeks, man. Slow weeks. But by the same time, like, like I think people have also missed just talking about uh, or listening about the news and all that, right? Yeah. It's just all been about Tan Kin Lian and, and, and friends and all that. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, I think that feeling that um, I mentioned on the previous podcast, where even you said, right, there was something very poetic about all Singaporeans going out to vote. It felt like the past few weeks, you know, the the, the mainstream consciousness of Singapore as a society, yeah, like a good part of it was devoted to the elections. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, now it's like, oh, this is back to regular life. La. Yeah, what's that? To- well, I mean, yeah, la. so Singaporeans have decided Mandate is strong. Yeah. What's there to talk about anymore? Right? I guess the next thing will be when, when Taman is sworn in, which I believe is September 14th. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, so that'll be the, the Taman era. Pineapple. Pineapple yeah. era, right? Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Now it's BT before yeah. Taman, then it'll be AT after Taman. Yeah. But mm. uh, before we jump to the yeah. the topics of the week, which mm. bring, will bring us back to reality again mm. uh, what's the one thing that we always want to tell people the one thing is that if you're listening to us or watching us on YouTube uh, it would be wonderful if you could hit that follow or subscribe button uh, because it it helps uh, the all the videos and podcasts reach you uh, it helps us build a community and I mean it just gives us like uh, a reminder that oh People do listen and people do enjoy the podcast. Yes. And that's, that includes social media because we're on TikTok, we're on Instagram. Anywhere you see us, just hit follow and subscribe. And if you want to work with us, what should they do, Terrence? Email us at contact at ministryoffunny.com because that's how we field most requests for collaborations and all. Uh. So yeah, the email is right there in the, in the description. Mm-hmm. So just email us and let us know what, you, what you're looking for. What you're looking for. Yeah. Cool, man. All right, let's mm. jump into the first topic. A very, very, uh, how you say, it's touched a raw nerve. Mm, yeah. Um, and that topic is about uh, something that you probably saw circulating on social media. Uh, I mean, a lot of things have happened. And mm. it is the whole case of the, um, uh, the alleged, uh, I mean, the, the abuse cases by the teachers at Kindleland, which is a kindergarten in Singapore. Mm. Uh, specifically two branches. No, not kindergarten. Uh, early, I mean, uh, childcare. In, childcare, center. correct. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kindleland. Yeah. Uh, Kindleland, Kindleland at Woodlands and Kindleland at Chua mm. Mm. Um And, I mean, essentially over the past few days, uh, it all started when there was a video that was circulated online, uh, which which was, happened on August 28th. Mm. Uh, even I saw in my own WhatsApp groups. Yeah. A very disturbing video of a teacher kind of like... Um, yeah, like abu- physically abusing uh, one of the students. Uh. Mm, specifically, yeah. like force feeding water mm. to the child, like pulling their head back, yeah. and pouring water and down using their textbooks to hit them and all that. Using textbooks to beat their butts. Yeah, and, um, and what else? Eh? Um, I think uh, tying them to the chair oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the infant straps. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'm like, I think anyone watching it, I found it like super hard to get through to mm, watch mm. Uh, and I can only imagine if you're a parent uh, even more so if you, you you send your kids to one of these schools or maybe not yeah. even Kindleland uh, this childcare like a lot of people send kids to childcare yeah right you also right yes yes, yes yeah so yeah. so just watching it like Ugh. and then since then that teacher has been fired the other teacher has been fired mm. uh, EDCA which is the early early development yeah childhood. it is early childhood development agency ECDA yeah yeah, ECDA, uh, which is an autonomous government agency of the Ministry of Social and Family Development that oversees early childhood education uh, and in general, the development of childcare centres and kindergartens in Singapore. Mm. So it's jointly overseen by MSF uh, and MOE. Mm. Uh, and it was only started like, uh, it was only formed 10 years ago, yeah. first April 2013, mm-hmm. on April Fool's Day, which is yeah. a weird day to to start a, a childhood agency. Uh, mm. I mean, uh, any anything lah. So they not not that weird lah. If it's a government agency, I mean, first it, April because end of March is the end of like the fiscal year for a lot of agencies. And mm. So first April is the start of the new. Then second April lah. 
Then then you have to deduct one day, you know. I guarantee you when they announce this, probably there was some joker like, hey, this is an April Fool's joke, right? Uh, why need early early childhood development agency? Mm-hmm. We got primary schools and kindergartens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct, yeah. Or maybe he was that person who made that joke and everyone was like, just shut the fuck up. Uh, yeah. It is an actual agency. Correct, correct, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but just to give an overview um, of, of what happened, uh, basically the video that was circulated it was actually something that had kick-started an investigation uh, into the events already. Mm. Um, so at, so basically, June uh, 30th uh, was when the teacher at uh, Kindleland Woodlands allegedly forced a 23-month-old child to lie down and, and, and then she poured water in her mouth. Mm. And then there was another teacher who was in the classroom who um, uh, resigned a month later. Mm. And then August 10th, uh, Ekda launched its investigation after being alerted to the incidents by a former employee. Mm. Uh, August 17th, Kindelan was made aware of the videos when Ekda contacted them mm. and three staff members of the Woodlands Mart Center uh, met Ekda. Mm. Then August 18th, another Kindelan staff member met Ekda and then Kindelan headquarters started a disciplinary inquiry and met with the teacher. Mm. And the principal of Woodlands Mart and the teacher uh, contacted the parents. Mm. August 28 was when the videos emerged on social media, mm. after which mm. Lynn was arrested and fired. Yeah. And it was teacher B, the one who quit back in uh, uh, July, who mm. uh, supposedly released the videos. Mm. And on August 29 was another video at uh, Kindleland Sunshine Place. And... Um, and then along the way, Agda said it was investigating the role. Um, then they had there were some stupid announcements from Kindleland Singapore about personal devices. Mm, mm. And yeah, la, so so I think there's been a lot of parents who've been angry. Yeah. Generally, even non-parents are angry. Yeah. But there's also been anger towards Agda. La. Yes. That's and right. and that was around what sort of things? Eh? Um yeah, so <laughs> going back to our discussion about Agda. Um, as a you know, saying there's a joke and everything, right? Uh, there is a very strong view that I mean, I think on the ground uh, when mm. you talk to people, uh, that they don't realize that uh, yeah, our early childhood industry is much less regulated than primary school or whatever, or even kindergartens and all, you know, mm. because it's not seen as part of MOE. It's not part of the education mandate. It's seen as childcare. Mm. So um, there's a lot less uh, so-called protocols, not not say protocols, there's a lot less um, oversight and standardization of things that go on in the in all the, these childcare centers and schools. Mm. Uh. So it's, um, I think what has happened in the last couple of weeks is that people have realized, uh, it's quite shocking to people how uh, the standards of care in each of these places can differ so much uh, mm. that you can be, you know, at a school like Kinderland, which is not a cheap school by by any standards. Uh, from what I understand of the industry, it's not a cheap place to send your kids. It's not, uh, you know, like uh, subsidized or anything like that that much. Uh. It's about yeah. what, like like two k a month. Yeah, you'd probably be close to there already, uh, mm. minus the subsidies. Oh, yeah, minus the subsidies that working parents get, uh, right? Yeah. Um, but it is not a cheap cheap, cheap kind of school, you know? So it's quite shocking that these kind of things can even happen in a private, privately run, uh, slightly more uh, expensive school. Mm. And I think that's what has shocked people and sort of put uh, a, a bit more attention on this ECDA as an institution, like mm. who's running it and uh, like what what are the protocols that it says that it needs to strengthen and all that. Mm. And uh doesn't help that the person in charge of Agda right now was actually a army general <sighs> before he became head of Agda. Mm. So, you know, again, there's all the chatter of parachuting people into jobs that they know nothing about or they have no like real relevant experience to be head up, heading up like, other than the fact that they're civil servants or anything. Mm. So yeah, there's been a lot of uh, chatter about that aspect of things. Uh. Yeah. And I mean, like there's... And and the person in question is uh Tan Chi Wee la. Mm, He's mm. the agency's chief executive officer. Mm. Um and basically like I think there was one main gripe that I saw was Lin, the teacher, was not removed from her duties. Mm. 
when that investigation started. Yeah. And it was only after the videos emerged that there seemed to be some sort of urgency to get rid of her. Mm. Right? Mm. Because the investigation technically started um, August 10th. Mm. But mm. she was still working. Yeah. And she was only fired uh, on August 28th. Yeah. So there's some criticism about that, like, saying mm. that you see this video, mm. why are you looking like, at, like that at me, Terrence? Deja, I'm getting deja vu, deja vu. Yeah, that's why. I'll explain, I'll explain. I'll no, explain. I, no I, know, I know the deja vu you're yeah, thinking, because yeah, yeah. I also had the same deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> but got two deja vus. Ah, okay, okay. Two deja vus. Uh, because essentially, yeah, an investigation was uh, ongoing mm. and she seems like she was still teaching. Right? Mm, mm, mm. Um, and then the criticism is that how, if there was video evidence of that, yeah. Uh, and apparently the whistleblower, mm. uh, she raised it to the uh, Kinderland principal and was ignored. She raised it mm. to Agda and was ignored. Um, but even then, like when she said ignored, I mean, eventually it kicked off an investigation. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, uh, I mean, eventually, yeah, they they, they were uh, alerted. Uh, she, she was quoted as saying being ignored. Maybe it happened a few times. Yeah. But I mean, it didn't happen too long ago. But yeah. assuming it was highlighted at the principal, um, that happened. La. Mm. So, so yeah, so on but she was basically since August 10th to mm. August 28th, the teacher was, was still unemployed la, mm. and getting paid. Mm, mm, so, mm. Terence, what, what are some of the deja vus you had? Uh, but before going to all that, uh, the, the deja vus, you know, I think the big thing to, rem yeah, to point out is that uh, there was an investigation going on, la, right? And I think the big thing is that the inaction on Agda's side in terms of, or, or even the school side, in terms of letting the teacher continue mm. teaching, even while such serious, egregious case of uh, alleged child abuse was happening, right? Mm. Uh, I think that's the lapse. It's not that they didn't investigate. They were investigating. Mm -hmm. It's just that they were not, maybe even not moving fast enough or decisively enough, right? To stop any further kind of abuse going on with the children, so yeah, mm -hmm. I think that that's important to point out that, that people are not shitting on Agda or the school for not acting, but mm -hmm. for just not acting fast enough to prevent more damage that the teacher could have done, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so now, like, uh, what was the deja vu you were having? Terrence? No, what was the deja vu you were having? I mean, I was two. Uh. So, so, I mean, just when I was reading it, I was like, okay, there's an investigation ongoing and she was allowed to carry on with work. Mm. Which means she was earning also. Mm. So the two deja vu's that came out, both of which are, uh, yeah, one. I mean, okay, of course there was right out. Ah, yeah, politics <laughs> again. Does it always oh, have to be Terrence, about politics? You are telling me your deja vu was what about about pets? Is it um, right out? Right, where the investigation started, and it was uh, at uh, PM Lee's advice that you know the ministers in question, Balakrishnan and mm. Shamugam, were. Mm were allowed to carry on in their duty. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and then that was one of the two deja vus. Okay. Was, was that similar to you, Terrence? Uh, mine was just one. Uh, it was just uh. Tan Chuan Jin's incident where, you know, there was an admission that uh, there was an affair going on between him and a member mm. of, another member of parliament. But mm. um, yeah, he was, despite being counselled and everything, he was allowed to carry on in his role as Speaker of Parliament. Mm. And uh, yeah, only removed when, when, it came out that shit the, it was man, shit. Yeah. I mean, not shit in the fan, but the affair carried on, la, mm. regardless of the counselling that PM Lee had to sit through and go through many hours of talking mm. to him. And all. In spite of all that, it still carried on. Oh, that means you got a third deja vu. No, no, that's my second. Oh, no, the, but the I'm saying my second deja vu was different from your oh, deja vu. What's your second deja vu? It's Florina. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah. one also is different, right? Yeah, yeah it's different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, see, we're all, not even talking about politics and it's like, we have to but bring politics to the We cannot run away from it. Now, anything that happens in life, there will be a reference point mm, that happened mm, in politics. Because yeah. Isuran, the investigation was ongoing and it was deemed that uh, by PM Lee also that he needs to be removed from his duty mm, but mm. still get some pay. Mm, mm, so that also caused call, like ruffled feathers. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. in this case, when I was reading, I was like, oh, this sounds vaguely familiar. Familiar. Yeah. Is this the same and all? But to me, it's also very different. But but at the same time, yeah. I know I know it's different topics, right? But at the same time, when we talk about a reference, mm. point of reference, um, yeah, this exactly what we talked about, right? That... That what is the point of reference when somebody does something wrong mm. and in their job or even outside their job but in the public sphere 
and then like what do you as a boss what do you do like, right mm. and I think that's something we talked about a lot you know why it's important to know exactly what uh, the leadership whether within the PAP or the leadership at Kinderland uh, or Agda did like, right mm. when knowing that something something sketchy or yeah. wrong was happening it's important because obviously uh, like like uh, Prime Minister himself said during Parliament is that some of these incidents, we don't have a reference point for what to do with them. Mm. So we look towards other sectors. Yeah, private sector. Private sector. <laughs> public sector. So do you want to look at Kinderland as your reference point? Like, you know, like, is that the reference point that you use? Like, right? Maybe Kinderland look at the public sector now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> public sector look at private sector. No, in that, Private in sector look at public sector. But in that sense then, uh, Kinderland, I mean, it's, it's more immediate than, than what? Then what? Uh, whether it was Tan Chuan Jin or Iswaran, that whole issue, right? Yeah lah, but it's also not immediate enough, lah. Uh, yeah lah, yeah. Not and also, enough, yeah. like, okay, so this one just objectively, it's a teacher who hit a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could extrapolate that, okay, if she's still allowed to teach, she could hit another child. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, think yeah. in PM Lee's mind was like, okay, Tan Tan, Tan Chuan Jin slept with this person. If I let him go on, he might sleep with other people. <laughs> You never say never. <laughs> if you all don't know, I'm just giving a face yeah. right now. That like never say never. That, that's the thing. I think we've been shocked so Can much. Can you by imagine it. if that was his thought process? Well, like, mm-hmm. oh, if he carries on, uh, will he sleep with other people? The playboy. Of yeah, parliament. the playboy. <laughs> Dangerous. The playboy of but, parliament. Yeah, yeah. There are different levels of uh, actual physical harm that could be yeah. you know, done to victims, lah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the difference is this one. This is children, lah. You mm. know, no matter how charming a playboy or playgirl you are, if you come on to another member of parliament, mm. you can argue that okay, they are an adult. They should be able to fend but, off these sorry, advances, lah. Come on to as in as came. In you, you, what do you mean? Came on like uh, like flirt, lah. Oh, okay. Alright, <laughs> 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 what? You said come on to. Oh. <laughs> you said come on to. Come on to is different from come on what? Yeah, la, yeah, la. No, 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 I wasn't even going there. I was just, I was just clarifying what you were saying, but it won't mean, <laughs> yeah. It's okay, oh, okay. Yeah. My God, Terrence. Mm. Wow, that, that went to a new place, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but basically, if they were flirting or trying to seduce mm. other members of parliament, uh, you can assume that 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 member of parliament should be able to fend off those yeah. advances. Yeah, la. yeah, yeah. Uh, but as a child, right, that's where it feels... So this is where like Kinderland and Agda, I think it's just all these missteps. Mm. They just pissed the fuck out of people. Yeah. yeah. First of all, like to to let her carry on, I mean, these kind of things, the safety of children should be the priority. Yeah. Because parents are entrusting you with their mm. child. In fact, if there was one thing you cannot compromise on is safety of your student. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and this is just someone who doesn't have that visceral, like, wow, this is my child kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And I would imagine for parents, it's like, how can you trust uh, yeah. the, the school? Uh? Yeah. Right. So th- then there was one thing, and um, I think just uh, Agda, and there was a post that Kinderland made as well, um, just saying that it would, it, uh, what, uh, what they say, uh, they posted on... Five, like five days ago, so about 1st September, you know, uh, no, sorry, uh, on uh, 31st August, Kinderland reiterates the, using the preschool management app with authorized company issue devices to also prevent the misuse of photos and videos of our children. Kinderland will now make it a policy that staff not use their personal devices during teaching hours. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they, they couched it in their desire to protect all their students. The right? privacy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So for you reading that, you know, given that you're, you're, you're a parent, what do you feel? Complete BS. It's mm. BS. Because, because most, I don't know what most, okay, but a lot of schools now, they literally use apps to update parents as to what's going on. Mm. Uh, and the apps involve uh, the teachers using their phones to uh, log into an app and then take take photos of the kid, you know, doing whatever activities or, or if they fell down and hurt their head of bruise or something. The, the photo gives the teacher instant, uh, being able to communicate with the parent more instantly. Uh. Mm. But it's still in the, within the app the control of the app, right? Mm. So obviously, there's certain things you, you, you can and can't do within the app. So, um, I think that argument of like trying to protect the child's PDPA or that, uh, which is the protection of data and privacy is, is, is nonsense. Uh. Mm. And the fact that it comes out like right after this leak of that very uh, nasty video, uh, it's just a very bad look, right? And, yeah. and as, as someone who, yeah, I, I mean, I've, when my kid goes to a to a 
uh, what do you call it, a childcare center. And, mm. and, and yeah, I, I visited a lot and asked about how they communicate with parents and all. Mm. I would say like eight out of 10 of them do use some sort of app or something where the teachers can take pictures of the kids and send them to the parents. Uh. Mm. So yeah, this this whole protection of da- data and privacy thing is, is like crap uh, to me. Yeah, it just felt like so weird. Like um, because of the timing also, it all, it feels like they're trying to cover their ass. Yeah, right? yeah. And it just looks so terrible mm. that that how 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 did they expect this to come across nicely? Yeah. Um, but then uh, on the flip side, you know, there's also um, a reiteration of the fact that come July 2024, 20, uh, uh, CCTV cameras uh, will be required in all preschools. Mm, mm. Um, and I mean, they, they, Agda has clarified that this had nothing to do with the recent events. Mm. It was apparently announced back in February but it will be something that will take place next July. La. I think, if anything, it probably uh, cemented that it needs yeah. to happen sooner rather than later. Yeah. yeah. But then what, what do you think of like the argument? Okay, so the unfortunate thing is that because of the behavior of these teachers, mm. all the other teachers who might be wonderful teachers are put under more scrutiny. Mm. So mm. what do you think about the counter-argument that's saying, wow, is CCTVs everywhere? The, isn't that going to get in the way of the, the teachers being able to do things more freely and stuff like that? Not to say bad things freely. Like, yeah. But you know that over like Big Brother is watching, is there a limit or is that something that you feel strongly that needs to be in place? I think actually it protects the teachers. Mm. I do think so because uh, there's a lot of times there's a lot of he say, she say element. When let's say your child like falls down or gets hurt in school or something, if you only, if all the teacher tells you, oh, this happened, that happened, mm-hmm. and they can't show you or tell you how it happened, uh, yeah, the parents can unfairly blame the teachers or the system or something within the school, right? Mm. But, I mean, at the same time, you're talking about like toddlers who run around and they don't know, don't really have a sense of danger yet. So a lot of times, yeah, having I think having the CCTV there will at least give the teacher the protection that if a, a parent demands that, oh, there's something that this teacher did something wrong and all that. Then there's real evidence there. There's a CCTV there to really tell you what happened. And and at the same time, you know, sometimes children can be, at their age, they can be quite uh, uh, unreliable witnesses, to say mm. the least. Like, mm. their memory of certain things. Unreliable witnesses. <laughs> like, you ask them, hey, you know, you know how was school? Oh, no good. Why? Because the teacher scold you, beat you, and then like, oh, no, no, yes, no, yes. It goes with yes and no mm. 20 times in the same conversation. So you don't really, you can't 100% also know that whatever your kid is telling you is is what happened, right? Mm. And that's where I think uh, it's, it's the, it can be the kid's word and the, and the parents' word against a teacher. So the mm. CCTV to me, it comes as a backup to uh, to the school and the teachers. Uh. But then if the parent like wants to see, like demand uh, access to any kind of footage, any point in time, then how? No, then that's, that's where the school needs to institute a policy uh-huh. that they need to get the parents to sign off on that. Uh, CCTV only with approval of the principal or something like that, then mm. it can be shown to them. Like, then it can be extracted for them. Because I think it's not, yeah, it's not fair for a parent to like demand to see CCTV footage for for everything, right? But mm. if it comes to a point where you're arguing, where you're caught in a deadlock and arguing about something, mm. then that's where the CCTV footage might come in. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, to me, it's it's actually, uh, I actually do think in the larger scheme that ECDA and, and or, or any organization that's overseeing, uh, you know, the care of, of toddlers and children actually needs more regulation. Than, mm. than less uh, not to bring it to a, the same level of MOE where literally every year you have the same uh, or oh, must, everybody must hit these academic targets and all that because I, I don't think that's appropriate for the early childhood uh, arena but other things like the safety of the child the the, the ratio yeah the ratio the understanding of communica- what, what's acceptable communications between a teacher and a parent I think that's um, those are things you can regulate around and mm. I think it should they should do more of that lah Mm, yeah. mm, I see. Because another thing is also like the punishment vet- meted out to uh, Kindlen was like a five thousand dollar fee. Yeah, and yeah. they're going to get a new principal, mm. and the new principal is under- going to go undergo training. And before she can be deemed fit to work in the industry again, yeah. it has to be like two years, and she has to be assessed. Like. Yeah, uh, I think the license of the school has been shortened to a period of six months. Only, yeah, right? after which it will be reevaluated. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
like when you heard that, did you think like, what did you think of the punishment? Uh, yeah, a very sounds very weak, like a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, at the same time, it's like what that I, I, I in my mind was like I was at first I was like, uh, I'm even surprised the school is even open. Like, shouldn't it be shut down or or taken down entirely and all that? Uh, but that's where what you said earlier about um one one bad teacher ruining it for everyone else. Uh. When you shut down school, it's not just the teachers and principal and all that lose their job and the people work there. But all the other kids who are there, whose parents are happy with the kid being in school and the, 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 now they got worried. The well. Now they gotta take the kids out of school and readjust them to a new environment which which could be very, very difficult, uh, right? Mm. And and sometimes it's it's it really just boils down to the teacher, lah. Like which teacher it is. If if even if the environment's not great, but you got a good teacher who's willing to work around the parameters, right? The kids can can be very happy and, and very very fulfilled. So, I I don't I think maybe Agda is in a place where they can't do anything that puts the school out of business because mm. that's a very you'll get another series of complaints from angry parents and all who are, who maybe were happy with, with the place, lah. Right. Mm. So yeah, they had to just do something that uh maybe there's some reference point uh, for what a punishment, what appropriate punishment is. Mm. But uh, I I know people feel very upset about because the videos out there you're literally seeing it happen and all that, right? Um, but who knows? Maybe there's other things behind the scenes that uh the school has to do for the parent, the the grieved parent and everything mm. that maybe isn't public because it's it's is uh, a private settlement between the school and themselves. Uh. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like, um, it does say in this Channel News Asia article, that out of 200 children currently enrolled at two preschools in Woodlands and Chachukang, it has received six requests for withdrawals. Mm. So mm. it's not a huge exodus of parents. Yeah. Even though there were three meetings between the Kinderland staff and the parents over the past weekend, mm. and I mean, didn't seem like it went very well also. Yeah. Um, but going back to the punishment, I think, okay, it's good that their license got shortened. I think there's going to be a deep investigation and within three months, Kinderland has to provide the results. But 5K does feel very little. Because, like. okay, take for example, you said that it's not cheap, right? Mm, mm. Assuming it's like 2K, right, mm. per month. 200 students, that's like 40, yeah. 400K per yeah. month mm. revenue, right? Mm. So 5K, it does feel very small. Like. Mm. You can argue mm. rent, you can argue cost of teachers, but then is it really, is the fine just, yeah, it's like a slap on the wrist. Mm. Um, mm. Either make the other penalties a lot more harsher or even the, the monetary amount, it does feel pretty low. La. So how much is appropriate for you that even as a layperson just looking at it, you'll feel okay? Uh, well, five figure, is it? Five figure. Yeah, I would say five figure. Mm, mm, yeah, five figure. Yeah. Maybe 20k, 30k. Yeah. Like, because, okay, in this sort of instance, uh, because uh, it is children. Mm. It is young children, yeah. defenseless children. And also now, like for me, even like as a newly married couple thinking yeah. about kids, one thing is like, fuck, if we, if we have a child, then how are we going to, like the, the caring for the child is a concern. Mm. You, do you get a helper? Do you like, can your family support? And one option could be childcare. Mm. But then mm. if you don't have faith in the childcare system, yeah. it is going to impact uh, it's going to be one of the factors that impacts people's decision to have a, children, a child. Mm. So then it feels like to show the seriousness of this, it feels like the hand, like what we were saying about the politicians, you know, mm. um, if you want to show that this is a serious matter, the punishment must be equivalent. Yeah. That's why it feels like, huh? 5K only for that. But at the same time, like if the school uh, goes out of business or cash flow gets affected, mm. Ultimately, who who's the first one to go, right? Mm. It's the teachers and yeah. staff who don't get the bonuses and all this kind of thing. So, and we already know, we discussed before about how a lot of childcare teachers and early childhood, uh, people in the early childhood industry are not compensated very highly. And, mm. and it's, a, it's a reason why there's high turnover and, and so many of them leave and all that, right? So if you really punish, punish the school and everything, um, why don't you just, then, then, you're basically depriving another, like a few more good teachers of their bonus, end of year bonus, and everything. But that's kind of assuming that it will put it out of business, right? Uh, then it feels like that same argument, like, oh, you know, because 
this might happen if if too big to fail. Too big, big to yeah, fail. Too big to fail. Exactly. <laughs> then need government bailout of uh, which bank? No, no. This this early childcare <laughs> center. Go on. Need government bailout. But it does feel like for the other preschools also, because mm. uh, mm. this is not the only preschool franchise in Singapore. Yeah, right? Of course, yes. there's quite a few. I mean, of course, if like whether or not it puts it out of business, of course that. I mean, should that be a concern when you're meting out punishment? Mm. Because then it depends on the size of your kindergarten. That means if yeah. you're a small kindergarten, okay, you get less punishment. Mm. If you're like some, I don't know, big ass brand or something, okay, you can afford it, now we punish you more. Mm. Mm. Then it feels like, oh, then is that really fair? But you don't think of it, because Kinderland is not just one mm. school. It's a franchise, right? So if one gets shut down so drastically and, and all punished very, very badly and all, uh, it, it kind of comes out and it affects the whole the whole brand and everything, and people start pulling out, and then no cash flow, and after that, six preschools have to shut down by the within three months time, mm. and yeah, there's thousand over thousand over kids, mm. which two thousand over parents all at the same time need to go and look for a new school. Mm. That's a, you have a riot on your hands, man. Then the next election, you <laughs> vote for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Next presidential presidential election, you vote for Tankin Dian. Just vote, right? Tell you for change. Um, because the at, at the same time, like the way Kinderland, I would argue that the way Kinderland has conducted their own PR has mm. affected their business even it's more. Very bad, yeah. 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 So so if if you were really sincere about it and you really took the the efforts, I can imagine some parents even being even like, okay, my child has had no issue here. Yeah. This clearly is one bad sheep out of the whole. I don't know, what do you call a group of sheep? School of sheep? Mm. Flock, 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 yeah. flock of sheep. Um, and no, la, I, will, I will stand by this. La. But the way they conduct, wallahi, even if your teacher, your kid's teacher is good, you look at the way Kinderland conducts itself, it's comms, mm. it feels like, oh, do I really want to be part of this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's where, yeah, I, 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 I have, to, have to push back against your, the thing about the Kinderland closing down with a high fine. La. Yeah. But one 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 positive takeaway from this is mm. that I think uh, it has started a nationwide uh, reckoning or conversation about childcare centers, lah. Right, you know, even mm. people without kids, uh, like yourself, uh, you know about this and everything. Yeah. So I, I've heard from a lot of uh, other parents and all that they've started to scrutinize their own schools and and practices a bit more clearly. Like, mm. hey, do you all have CCTVs? Hey, do you all? How do you all ensure that this kind of thing doesn't happen? Ah? So mm. I've seen other schools, the principals having to come out and put out like open letters to parents mm. about what you know how they they condemn this and everything, which is good lah. I yeah. think um because yeah the early childhood industry is not regulated that much. Um, a lot of shenanigans happen, uh, and there's such varying standards between schools, even mm. within the same franchise. Different locations have different, very different standards, very different kinds of things. Yeah. So a bit more uh standardization across the board of, of like the regulations and all is good. Uh. Yeah, I think that that is a big takeaway because if, I mean, if it wasn't for this podcast, there are so many things about the early childcare industry mm. that I myself didn't know. Because yeah. a few... Saturdays, uh, the working on Saturdays. Saturdays also, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh shit. And I think that then also you mentioned that, yeah, it is not regulated. Every childcare uh, center operates on its own. Mm. So, mm. so yeah, like, this is just education. Yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, so... Just one thing I just wanted to ask was like, you see that the person, that teacher who whistleblowed, she actually did go to the school already and she did go to Agda already and maybe, I don't know, it was ignored for a while, no? Then she, then I think she uploaded it online, mm-hmm. right? Her, her next action was to upload the videos online. Um, do you think that she's exhausted all the channels available to her and that's why going online was the only thing that she felt could like do? it. Eh? Felt like it. Eh? Yeah, felt like it. You? Yeah, I, I definitely, I think if you are like, already went to the school and then to the agency yeah. and then you still want to release the video, it must mean that there must be some sense of frustration in between that you felt that your needs or your concerns were not being addressed adequately. Yeah, Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can, whatever you want to say about it, like, it's, when you are, when you have to go to public and and associate yourself with such an unpleasant video and such an unpleasant incident and all, it's not that easy, right? Mm. I think, even our own experience of going to the press and to talk about something that was that, that not very pleasant happened to us, even mm. though we are not, it's not our fault or what, right? Mm. It's just not something you want to be always associated with. Mm. So, so those people who are like, I, I think there's some people who are saying, oh, you know, the teacher got agenda to go in, like you know, maybe she's an angry employee or that. 
I think you got to remember that nobody wants to be that person releasing. And she quit her job also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost her job. Yeah. Yeah, nobody wants to be that person releasing a, a video of child abuse, like, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like thing. Leon uh, Leon Pereira's ex-driver. <laughs> la. Oh, man, you had to bring back the politics. Eh? You miss it, like, you miss it. I thought you miss it. I do la. miss it. The la. moment I Parliament do. sits, you'll be standing outside the door just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three times 20 seconds. Like, where have you been? The whole of September. I missed you. you missed then it, I'll kiss la. the door, kiss the door, you know. Kiss the floor, kiss, kiss the floor. Kiss the floor, yeah, kiss yeah. the floor, kiss the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Put flowers, you know. Oh yeah, man. Mm. But yeah, but yeah, tough situation. Interesting, man. Yeah, probably we'll probably maybe we'll get more updates over time. Yeah, yeah over time. When S- what happens to teacher? Still developing story. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, but yeah lah. Mm. Um, from outrage about like very very, uh, very bad incidents happening in our educational institutions yeah. to outrage about uh, uh, other kinds of bad things happening, but but not necessarily on such a big scale lah. Yeah. Uh, but the people involved are also quite well known. And what is this incident? Uh? Yeah, it is the incident uh, around this couple who mm. dined at a Utram restaurant uh, and who failed to pay their two hundred and forty-five dollar bill. Yes. Uh, after they asked the staff to pack up the food, uh. mm, mm, Um, and apparently one of the employees of the restaurant reportedly had the bill deducted from his salary due to the oversight. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then uh, of course, uh, Madam Ho Ching mm. shared her thoughts. You know, yes. one thing I've realized about finding posts by Ho Ching, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I see something, I the fastest way is not to go to her Facebook profile. It's yeah. to search on Google. Yeah. Because yeah. she posts at least five posts every hour. Mm. And it's fucking crazy. Mm. Like, even though this article, I think today, it mm. came out, no, it came out on Monday. It says 18 hours ago. Probably by Monday, if you checked it, there'll be like 50 posts that you have to go through. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so so she basically said that... Um, they, she feels that the, the diners who, who fled should be caned. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and that employees should be given benefit of the doubt. Mm, 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 uh, yeah. La. So, so when you saw that, I mean, first of all, if this couple really, they, like, they planned it and, and all that, then they're assholes. La, but, yeah. but for Ho Ching to just, I don't know, her, her, her post sometimes, I'm like, what? Is she like, I mean, coming from Ho Ching, which carries some weight, mm, mm. Uh, yeah, like, it just feels weird. But what do you think about the caning thing? Uh? Like, what do you make of this whole thing? Uh, I think Ho Ching has, uh, interestingly, she has very strong feelings about um, our hawker culture and uh, and things like that. I remember the time she she was one of those who stood up against uh, Calvin Ching. Who wanted to shame all the cashless, yeah, uh, ca- cash only businesses like like hawker in like in hawker centers and food centers and all, yeah. And she came out in defense of them, uh, and and spoke up against that, lah, right? Um, so yeah, for her to wade into this kind of kind of tells me that she feels very strongly about um the F and B industry and and the practices there and all that, uh, but. Yeah, I do agree with you that uh, something a bit problematic about the stuff that she's saying about it, lah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. she 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 okay. She makes a point which is worth uh thinking about. Basically, um, she was saying that uh on the sentiment that it's heartless for the restaurant to make the employee pay. She was saying that it's shifting the blame from cheaters to employers, lah. Mm. Uh, if the employers are expected to absorb the cost, mm. there is the risk that dishonest employees mm. uh, will will collude with collaborators to cheat their employer, mm. and they might report fake accidents, mm. uh, fake incidents. Um, and and if it happens for the first time or rarely, maybe the employer can give employee benefit or doubt, or maybe split it, lah. Mm. Uh, but her main thing is that this is a system that needs to be rectified and and the problem nipped in the bud. So you're going to cane the people. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, I do feel like wow, the staff who uh has to incur the expense that that is a bit that is a bit harsh, lah. If it has happened multiple times, then maybe we have no idea on that. This is just uh from a from an article, but but what do you think of that, uh? uh I think it's worth dissecting a bit, lah. Right? Uh-huh. Um, she she says if this happens rarely, of if it's the first time it happened. Perhaps the employer can give the employees the benefit of doubt and split the difference. Yeah. So I think regardless of what it is, she does think that the employee 
has a responsibility mm. in ensuring that the diners pay, right? Yeah. Um, but isn't that uh, like if you know on our shoot or something like that, uh, an accident happens or like a camera, someone you know drops a camera or, or whatever lah, something happens lah, right? Is you know is it the job of the the person operating the camera or the equipment to have to pay for it entirely? Hmm. And I say this because, yeah, because ultimately your, your job as employee is to come to your workplace and to serve people and to cook food and all that. But asking them to stop diners who are in, you know, let, let's say these diners are trying to leave without paying all that. Yeah. Becomes your job to become like a almost like law enforcer, rule enforcer kind of. That's not really in your job scope, right? When you work, when you work mm. in a place like that. But I don't know. Maybe their contract says you have to also chase down anyone who has not paid their <laughs> and bill. And beat them up. Because, yeah, I think recently we're talking about um, the crime situation in the US now, where uh-huh. I think, uh, I don't know whether we're in the same meeting, but people in San Francisco, a lot of times, apparently now it's in the law that um, uh, below, uh, like most, most employers tell the employees, uh, if someone is shoplifting, but the amount is small, like it's a small item, below 100 bucks or that, don't even bother to chase them. Yeah, Just let them do it because ultimately we have insurance that covers it and the risk of you getting hurt or shot or something like that is, is, is worse for us than you getting back the $100 item, yeah. Like, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, whereas in this case, it sounds like Ho Chi is advocating for like if you spot this happening as an employee, you have to chase the person, tackle them to the ground, make sure this happens. If not, you have to pay for it, which is like, what? That sounds to me like crazy. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah, I mean, like I, Building off that and to your f- uh, first question, I do feel like, let's say even if someone's on our shoot and an equi- piece of equipment gets damaged, it shouldn't be on them if it's like the first time. Mm. But if they come to our shoot and every time <laughs> they come, they have a fucking camera got a problem, then after a while, I'm like, yo, man. Yeah. Okay, there's, there's, there's something here that is not right. Yeah. But I agree with you that if the incentive or if, if, if uh, uh, waiters and all are disincentivized to or like incentivized to go and chase people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like it's a bit off. La. Yeah. It feels a bit off. Yeah. Um, There's some, just something not right about it, la, right? Yeah. Like if you're at a bank and then a robber comes in and it holds up the bank, then you are, happen to be the person at the counter and then you but have to... But then you're a customer. La. Uh, no, no, you're not a staff. The person working, at yeah. the, the staff working there. Oh, la. you mean the teller? You're the teller. Yeah, the bank yeah, teller. Correct, yeah. correct. Are you expected to go and tackle the bank person? If not, you have to absorb the... Whatever the it is, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. 200 million, they say, okay, your 100 million will be deducted yeah. from your paycheck yeah. for your next 17 generations. <laughs> yeah. You pay until your grandchildren, until that your grandchildren's true, generation. Uh. Right, you wouldn't know it, right? So, why would there be an expectation of the wait staff or the service staff at a restaurant or cafe or whatever to have to pay for someone who's intent on committing a crime? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, she also pointed out that uh, maybe they just forgot. Mm. Uh, maybe within a few days, they would come back and pay. Yeah. Um, so, but like, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, we, we let, let's take this example to the white collar world. Like. Let's say you are the uh, just, 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 just putting my mind out there completely randomly. Like. Let's say you are a big fund manager of a big f- fund or something uh, like that, right? Uh. In good times, fund makes money. You make lots of money, right? But bad times, shit happens. Wars, geopolitical conflicts, uh. COVID, everything. The fund fucking plunges all that. Then what if your fund tells you, oh, this, the fund didn't do well because under your management didn't do well. Does mean we take from your salary every month? Mm-hmm. Is it? Does that sound right to you? Yeah, yeah. You know? It doesn't sound right, right? It sounds like you're here to do a job. You did your job, but, you know, things out of your control happen and your, the true. performance affected. But they can't deduct from your salary. Or you would feel very aggrieved if they did that, yeah. like, right? I guess, I mean, just uh, even like to make it more uh, uh, building on the actual thing, if the diner overpaid by $200, mm, mm. who will keep the excess? <laughs> Good question. Will it be split? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because then the employer can say, hey, yo, you want me to fucking recover our loss? You want to split yeah, the losses? Yeah. Then we split if they accidentally pay a bit more. Yeah. You'll go to the restaurant or what? Correct, correct, yeah. Ah. Oh, shit. It happens that Ho Ching was also worked in the finance industry and all that. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, that, that, but that was a complete separate example I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. Nothing to do with her. But yeah, yeah. Like, that's my point. Uh, that why is it then other jobs that people do? We don't, you don't, usually the employees are not, don't have to bear the losses of the company. But in this case, it seems like, uh, like, yeah, there's this immediate 
uh, I mean, bringing up the whole dishonest employees will report fake incidents of cheating customers to disguise their own stealing of ingredients. I'm like, really, man? Like, <laughs> like really, if you will go through all, I mean, possibly you might want to go through the effort, but uh, then then the I think the bigger question is like how the kind of people that you're hiring yeah. and the systems that you have to prevent cheating from happen happening within your own premises. I mean, la. like the whole F&B industry also, I think there's a lot of like informal wage workers also. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So then it becomes, then, wow, you really placing a lot of responsibility on these yeah. people who you're probably not paying that much to. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then you mm. collude with a few other people to come and pretend to be employees and then, oh, just walk away, no. But Ho Ching in her post, she says dishonest employees may also collide. Oh, collide. <laughs> may also collide with collaborators to cheat the employer. Hey, Ho Ching, yeah. no need to post so much. Like. Just every post, make sure you type the correct word and all. I don't think it's collide with collaborators, right? Maybe maybe she's thinking about thinking that they have to rush out and tackle them, like Go there and like collide with collaborators, literally. Collide, wow, <laughs> coaching, uh, coaching, mysterious. No, dishonest mm. employees may also collide with collaborators to cheat their employer. But but yeah, maybe that's the problem. La. She's saying that it's a perverse system to blame and charge charge the employers instead of going after the original cheats. I don't disagree with that. Obviously, the cheaters, they they break the system, la, right? And 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 the system is all we have keeping everything afloat, la, right? Yeah. Um, but. I think between employers and employees, I think it's got to be quite clear yeah, that employees man. are not responsible for for uh, crimes committed against the employer. La, right? Wow. Eh. Mm. So quite shocking. Thing, uh? yeah, quite shocking coming from her. But uh, it, it, I mean, it does show some disconnect with, with uh, reality. On the and I mean, she posted it at 3.31 during working hours. Mm. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. But yeah. But yeah, that's a. Uh, so yeah, what do you think? Do you think? Uh, I think just let us know what you think. Whether yeah. employees should be given benefit of a doubt, la. Yeah, if you got any employ employees or employers out there who want to share your thoughts like that, uh, like uh, previously that salmon salmon fishing mm, guy yes. shared, that would be great. Yeah, it'd be great. But cool, and man. Yes, awesome. Uh, onto happier things. What yes. is your one show comment? Ah, uh, my one show comment is a comment on uh, YouTube mm. from our podcast four thirty three about Taman being elected president. Um, it was from Vahalia two days ago, and they said, "Steady la, boys. Your podcast is seeing more eyeballs." I mentioned before that I discovered your podcast much later than others, but took the time to go back to your first and now on fifty five for after a few months. Mm. I must say that while you deliver your podcast no more different from your first, I can see the improvement and bravery to bring up the not-so-popular POVs to invoke people's thoughts and also be light-hearted about current affairs. Mm. Mm. Thank you, because that's what we try to do, man. Yeah. That's what we try to do. And uh, so thanks, Vahalia. Mm. And what about you, man? Uh, mine is from the Reddit uh, thread on this actual, on that same podcast you're talking about, mm. from Original Goat One, long-time mm. listener. Mm. Quite a bummer that the president-elect chose not to go on your show. His handlers probably were afraid he would go off script on your show, but the irony is that he would have done really well on your show, exactly because it is unscripted and he's a master of repartee. He didn't sound like himself in the first halves of the Political Prude and the Daily Catch-Up podcasts because he is trying to repeat his bullet points. But he reveals his true self more, especially at the end of the Daily Catch-Up show. Mm. Maybe you can still get him on after he becomes president. <laughs> Interesting thoughts. I think, uh, yeah, like listening to the political prude, which had all the candidates, and the yeah. Daily Catch-Up, which also had all the candidates, plus yeah. one, plus George Kuo also. Um, yeah, you, you, you get a sense of uh, what, what Tarman is a bit like, uh, like behind the scenes a bit. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are still mm. going to try and get him. Yeah, we're we're still gonna try and get it. Of course, in. his schedule is going to be so much more free after he becomes president, right? <laughs> yeah, a, we have between now and uh, September fourteen. Uh, yeah, 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 between yeah. now and September, we we still don't need to call him president yet. President elect. President elect. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, and then now onto the one shock thing. Do you have your one shock thing, man? Uh, you can have yours first. Um. Okay. So, mine is uh, I don't know whether I mentioned. Uh, this this YouTuber called uh, Anatoly. Mm. Um, and he's a guy who he's a he's a power lifter, mm, mm. Uh, professional power lifter. And mm. he's not like huge or anything. I mean, yeah. he's ripped, uh, but he's super strong. Mm. Uh, and he has this series of videos which have gone viral online on TikTok and all where 
he dresses up as like a cleaner mm, mm. Um, and he goes to gyms and like he just uh-huh. you know says like oh you know let me, can I just clean here clean here and then yeah. you get all these jacked people with huge uh, weights doing deadlifts and all mm. and he's like half their size like, often yeah. and he would just casually lift up their weights move mm-hmm. it away and mop and then uh, and put it back like, and everyone's like what the hell yeah. and in his more recent videos he plays like this guy who is just starting out uh, weightlifting and asking for help from the people at the gym mm. and in the end he just shocks them uh, at first I thought hey you know it's another prank thing and all but the nice thing about these videos is um, it's almost like the people that end up in the video are all very nice gym goers mm. and mm. They, they kind of like tell him bro you need to be careful you can't do this <laughs> you can't do that and as opposed to that stereotypical prank video mm. last time where they make fun of people who behave like um, like annoyingly or something. Yeah. This one, the people that end up, they all seem like nice people and there's a, there's a positive vibe towards it. Mm, mm, so mm. I actually, have you seen, have you seen some of those clips? I've seen, yeah, the cleaner and the gym yeah, thing. The yeah, the cleaner. And he's, he's ridiculously strong. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my one shock thing. Cool. What about you? Uh, mine is the recent controversy when the, uh, the Noah Lyles, the sprinter, uh, who won 100 meter, 200 meter and 400. Four yeah. Uh, triple goal, the first person to do it at the World Athletics uh. Championship since uh, 2016, since a uh, very uh, a very small sprinter named uh, Usain Bolt uh. last did it. Uh. Mm. He came out and started a whole controversy recently when after his wins, he, I think he talked about how, uh, how he hates it that when the NBA champions, when the NBA finals are played and then the winner comes out, and they call them the world champions. Uh, and he's like, world champions of what? The United States. You know? And he's like, I'm a real world champion. This is what world champion is. You you compete in an international competition. You beat other countries. Uh, and that's a real world champion. Uh, not the winner of the National Basketball Association uh, Championship. So apparently that has ignited a whole debate with the whole, all the NBA players all going ape shit on him for these comments. Lah. And it's really funny because... I mean, I, I've also thought about it all these I years. I agree like, with right? him. When you watch Premier League, <laughs> like Man City winning Premier League, don't, nobody calls them world champions, world champions. Even though they maybe they win everything. or Even like, yeah, whatever sport you play. I think basketball is the very the only sport. I mean, basketball yeah. and baseball are the only two sports where... The World Series. Yeah, they call it the World Series. The world champions from winning this. And like, you're like, wait a second. You're not playing anyone outside of continental USA. So how can you call yourself world champions? So I'm just very, uh, I, I'm just glad an American like achieve, uh, achieved, achieved uh, someone <laughs> American athlete who has achieved great uh, international recognition and yeah. accolades has come out and called out the NBA for for doing this Because like. all these years I'm always like, huh, why why do they call themselves world champions? I know they're really good, <laughs> but why why do you need need to call yourself world champions when you're clearly not even an international basketball association you know oh shit yeah, so it's pretty it's, it's all pretty funny like, when yeah. you when you started off I thought he's gonna be like her because I saw some of his runs and like I mean he has that kind of like annoying arrogance yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but now that you say this I totally agree man <laughs> so funny. now I like him man because you know NBA players also have very big egos on yeah, Twitter yeah. on X and everything like, like Kevin oh, Durant oh it this is hilarious <laughs> man so it's funny uh, and there are a lot of videos and commentaries being there are the NBA champions really the world champions you know oh and, uh, like, people putting up statistics of like NBA exhibition games against international teams and things like that <laughs> Insecurity much? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. All right. All Thank right. you so much, everybody. And we'll talk to y'all soon.